Always Loyal Podcast presented by Lucia Capital Group, official wealth management partner of San Diego Loyal. In soccer, you've got 90 minutes to win the match, but how much time do you have to reach your investment goals? The clock is ticking. Don't wait. Go to LuciaLoyal.com right now to get your investment plan started. That's L-U-C-I-A Loyal.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome in. It's the Always Loyal Podcast, Season 2, Episode 30. Jordan Carruth, what's coming up? Hello, Darren Smith. A watch party over the weekend at Alesmith. You were there. I want to hear all about it. Club news to talk about as well. Seven matches to go in the regular season. Let's talk about all of it this week on the Always Loyal Podcast. It takes years of dedication to become a champion. Palomar Health's team of world-class doctors, nurses, and technicians work tirelessly to ensure that the health care you receive is second to none. Palomar Health, champions of healthcare, champions for you. All right, Jordan. Well, 27 down, seven more regular season matches remaining. For San Diego Loyal, before a hopeful and probable postseason berth, I suppose we should Start with some club news, I guess, before we get into the match, before we get into the watch party, before we get into some of the action upcoming this weekend, whether it's hanging out with other SD loyal supporters, and that would be a bit on the bittersweet side, I think, for you, for me, for everybody that's been around San Diego loyal since its inception. I know it came after we recorded last week. There was an announcement made that Ricardo Campos, who is the club president for San Diego loyal, will leave his executive position starting September 18th, remain a consultant to the organization as the team finishes its final USL championship season. Travis Lamprecht, who's instrumental in the week-in, week-out production of the Always Loyal podcast, current vice president of marketing and communications, has been named head of business operations for SD Loyal. Jordan, I think it goes without saying, if you're listening to the Always Loyal podcast, chances are you know Ricardo very well. I think you and I aren't in an exclusive club here where we know Ricardo on a level that a lot of others don't. Very hands-on with supporters, supporter groups, with sponsors, with game day operations, with players, with coaches. So I guess with seven matches to go, and we'll get into some of the particulars against Charleston and what's upcoming with Louisville on the docket coming up next. uh, I will say I I thought that was, was news here that, Reminded us of the current situation, not to to spend the entirety of this podcast talking about Ricardo, but sad to see him go. Happy for what opportunities there are in his future. But uh, yeah, Ricardo has been a huge part of of us, this podcast of of uh, you and me being around the club. So I guess we should start by spending a couple of minutes just talking about the news of the week for San Diego Loyal. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um this started as a pre-halftime and post-game show, uh, Match Day Live. It turned into a podcast, and the goal of the podcast, the purpose of the podcast, is to tell the story of SD Loyal. So now we're in a position that I think it's especially important to tell the story of SD Loyal during the final chapters of this book. So this is part of it. Ricardo Compost, you can't tell the story of SD Loyal without Ricardo. It's just, you're, it's impossible to tell that story without Ricardo. Um, his influence on the club, in the community in San Diego, his influence on Darren and myself directly cannot be understated. You mentioned employee number one with the club, 
I remember way back when, I don't even know if Ricardo remembers this. I remember tracking him down way back in the day. Ooh, when was this? This was right after 1090 went down. This was before you signed with iHeart. What year is that? I don't know when that is, but I tracked 2019. I, I tracked Ricardo down at Green Flash Brewery way back in the day. And I just wanted to I wanted to talk soccer in San Diego. I wanted to talk about how I could possibly be involved. Um, that was my first real face-to-face -face interaction with Ricardo Campos. And I've been extremely lucky. And I'm extremely grateful for the relationship that he and I have had ever since that moment. And anywhere he lands is going to benefit from that. And I think that's the best way to say that. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that Andrew Basiliadis, the chairman of the club, said it best. Ricardo has been championing championing the club's values with us since day one. I can't thank him enough for representing the crest, the organization, the city the right way, which he's done beautifully throughout his tenure. I'm thrilled that we're going to continue to consult that he's going to continue to consult with us for the remainder of the season. And I think everybody knows Ricardo is leaving as the club is in the home stretch here of its existence with seven regular season matches to go. And he's going to go work for the MLS expansion team here in town. I think if you want to, to know, you know, what the future holds, you know, I think that that's a really good hire. I, I don't, this isn't, this is the always loyal podcast. This isn't the MLS expansion podcast, but yeah, I do think that they got a, a really, really good one. Um, I do, do though, want to just suggest for anybody who thinks that this is some sort of olive branch for MLS to SD loyal supporters who feel, you know, a little bit mixed emotionally about the future of club soccer in the city of San Diego. I've seen it suggested that this was a little bit of an olive branch to supporters who, who are on the fence or who have been, somewhat disheartened by the way things have have happened and unfolded in san diego i think that's a little bit insulting to ricardo just based on who he is that he's been involved in mls before we know him as one of the most passionate one of the smartest people when it comes to to chatting about the sport you don't hold it against him that he's an arsenal fan i don't hold it against him that he's a real madrid fan and i think that should tell you an awful lot about ricardo campos so uh, he's just really, really good at what he does. He's very passionate about the sport. He's Brazilian, San Diego-born, Brazilian blood. So I think if you know anything about the sport globally, you know what that means. And, and you know, like I said, I think MLS got a really, really good one. But admittedly, that was, you know, that, that was for the podcast that we did two weeks ago where we both agreed, like, we weren't going to spend the remaining episodes that we have spending time talking about how this club was going to wind down. We're going to focus on the remaining matches. That was one that that was a little bit bittersweet, I think, for me to digest. Definitely want to also find the opportunities to celebrate a lot of these moments down the stretch as well, because I do think it's important. Also, just last thing for me on Ricardo, I think the best news for San Diego is that he's not going anywhere. That's the best news. Right. You don't lose. I, he's a very important piece to the puzzle. He's not going anywhere. I think that's important. Yeah, he'll be as involved as ever. So I think that's good news. Um, something that I love about Ricardo is that he gave people chances. He trusted people. He allowed people to be great in their own way. That's yep. what I love about Ricardo. Yep. Um, and we had a, we had a lot of opportunity there behind the scenes before the gates were open, even before fans were allowed in Torero Stadium to hang around and really pick Ricardo's brain and learn a lot about the sport, learn a lot about how clubs, because you and I had no club experience. You can be fans, but you don't have any club experience. And Ricardo had club experience before San Diego Loyal. I did not. So it was always great to learn from him. And I will always remember him when he was the interim club president 
I always will remember, you know, there's that weird time of the year and it's, it's right now, actually it's September where gridiron football is being played and you get those gridiron football lines on a pitch, right? Like you could see that at Snapdragon stadium. We'll see that I'm sure in a couple of weeks at Torero. And I always like knowing how much that irritates soccer fans. I will always remember going to Torero stadium bright and early for match day live and seeing Ricardo Campos, who's the interim president of San Diego loyal, not, not telling people to go out there with a can of green paint and paint over the 20 yard line and the 30 yard line. But doing that, there's this phrase, and I think it's military origin or origins about leading from the front, not to be too you know overly dramatic, but you talk about how you run a department. You want to talk about how you run anything in life when you're given a position like an interim president or the president, and you're out there and you're painting those lines before a match day, just because you know aesthetically, soccer fans, how much we all detest seeing those gridiron football lines out there on the field and the numbers. I always will remember that. I think that's just a great testament to him, to his leadership, and and I wish him nothing but the best for the future. Absolutely. Grateful to call him a friend, um, and I look forward to continue to talk about family soccer and cars with him in the future darren i'm good to see him he was he was at l smith as we segue into the watch party this past weekend i was really really happy you know because because you know when you're in this really kind of awkward position where you have seven regular season matches to go and ricardo and perhaps others are making a move from one to the future right the present to the future I was really happy that he came by. You know, I think that also says a lot about Ricardo Campos that that he wanted to be there for the watch party and he wanted right. to to show up to support. Now I know this was a completely forgettable match, at least for me. Yeah, Charleston we can't blame we can't blame Ricardo anymore for this. He got- <laughs> right, right. Uh, Charleston two loyal nil. Uh, there really wasn't a heck of a lot going on there with seven matches remaining. Jordan, I'd love to sit here and analyze it and break it all down, but. Just, uh, what, two, three shots on target total for SD Loyal and a couple of goals there. One came late, end of the first half. One came right before it feels like you even got settled in for the second half of this one. But a 2-0 loss away, up next Louisville. But uh, still, great to be around a bunch of Loyal supporters at Alesmith. Great to get an opportunity to get my hands on some of the SD Loyal pub ale to get a chance to taste that with plenty of other supporters. So that was a ton of fun on Saturday evening. Very good. So seven to go currently fourth place out West. The question now for SD loyal supporters, can the club finish in the top four? I like our chances. I think, I think SD loyal will finish in the top four, obviously still be to be determined, but I like our chances get through Louisville. The toughest opponent remaining on the schedule and you have plenty of opportunities to continue to collect points and put yourself, put yourself in a position to finish in the top four host a postseason game currently in that spot already an extra match to play like our schedule. Only Louisville and Oakland are remaining on the schedule. Those are the only clubs with more wins than losses remaining on our schedule. So that's good. I like that SD loyal. They've scored the second most goals out West. I think that will over time, land you in the top four. I think that's a really good sign. I think only Sacramento. Well, I don't think this, I know this Sacramento and San Antonio have a better goal differential. Those are the only clubs that have better goal differentials over time. That will land you in the top four. Um, I like the chances. I think it's the big goal four away, three at home, a couple matches against Monterey, a couple matches against Las Vegas. 
you got to collect those points. If you do, you're going to be hosting a playoff game at Torero Stadium. Yeah, I think you look at the top eight, Jordan. We mentioned this last week. Still one match in hand. Everybody else in the top eight has played at least 28 times. Loyal sitting there with 27 away back-to-back weeks. Charleston last week, we just mentioned it. Louisville upcoming. And you're right. Now, we want to get too far down the road. You can talk about having to go through Sacramento, San Antonio. Probably going to be the route to the USL Cup. I don't know that we're we're there yet. But uh, all, yeah, I mean, traveling all the way across the country, Charleston pretty good, I think, sitting third on the table in the Eastern Conference standings. I didn't get the sense that Nate Miller, the head coach, was all that broken up about a 2-0 loss. I don't know. Seemed like he said, we know what we did wrong immediately afterwards. It's very fixable. It will be fixed. I am inclined to believe Nate Miller when he says that sort of stuff. I agree with you. Um, yeah, early for the conversation of of the cup run, I will say I need to see this team win four in a row at some point this season to have like a real strong confidence that they're going to do that in the playoffs. Can it be done? Yes. But the way it's shaping up and what we've seen so far is once we get to the postseason, it's just going to be an absolute dogfight and you're going to have to take it match by match. And if you end up winning four in a row, so be it. But we have yet to see that this season. That's all I have on the postseason. Finishing the top four, I think, is really important, clearly because of the club news issued a couple weeks ago. Any any extra opportunity to play at home, I think, is going to be special, especially in a playoff game, especially with what happened last year against Oakland at Torero Stadium in the playoffs. So um, I think finishing the top four would be really special, and I think I think they're in position to do it. They just have to continue the way they've gone so far over the course of how many did you say 27 matches already this season 27 down seven to go louisville away monterey bay away that's a midweek match home against lights the next home match at torero stadium coming up september 24th against vegas then home again on the 30th against monterey bay away el paso on october 4th Home for the final time during the regular season on October 7th against Oakland. Always a pebble in our boot. And then finishing the regular season, the last regular season match in SD Loyal history at Vegas on October 14th. Something else, Jordan, that I picked up at Alesmith this past weekend. There's about 80 verbal commitments from Loyal supporters via the locals and Chavos making their way to Vegas for that final regular season match. We were invited. I said we would RSVP at a later later date, depending on what's happening in life on October 14th. But sounds like it's going to be quite a throwdown there, that final regular season match in SD Loyal history. Uh, That is going to be special. And I think hopefully it's three points for San Diego. Not only will it be a special trip, but I'm hoping that's a, it's an away day that you're coming home with all three points, at least the way we've seen Las Vegas play this year. You would hope that that's the case. So now what, what, what is the goal for San Diego? How do they make sure that they're playing their best football at the most important time? This is the time of the year in the past that we've seen some issues. We've seen some losses. We've seen some stumbling going across the finish line and obviously still waiting to see the first postseason win. 
Um, we've had the opportunity to see him at home for the first time last year, but still looking for that first victory. So now what, what is the goal for San Diego to me and really basically to land Donovan? This is what he told us a couple of weeks ago when he joined us live on the podcast, finding the right starting 11 is going to be key for San Diego. What does that starting 11 look like? I think it's, it's taken shape. I think we can see what it is. I think you see enough consistency in the starting 11 so far, especially lately that, you know, where this one is headed. I think lately the last two matches, at least you've seen Guido start. Maybe you see Corona instead of Guido come playoff time in that position. And you see Guido coming off the bench with, I don't know, Ronaldo. Um, that's the way I think it's kind of shaping up. That's how I'm reading it. That's based on the starting 11 that Nate Miller has thrown out. That's based on, uh, what Landon Donovan told us, finding the right starting 11, making sure there's consistency there at the most important time and really gearing up and making sure physically you're ready to dominate at this time of the year. It is interesting, right? You go back to the end of the regular season in 2022 and Loyal finishes draw, draw, loss. So no real recent taste of victory they're those final three matches. If you want to back it up another season back in 2021, Loyal finishes the season draw, loss, loss, draw. So not exactly the same, but point being, Jordan, as you said, and we discussed this with Landon, as you can hear, that, you know, maybe, and last year, each year's different having to go through San Antonio, playing at home, losing your cool against orange uh, against Oakland. You know, these were two totally different postseason matches, but I'm, I'm with you. I do think there is a little something there about not, not having that taste of victory, not going into the, into the postseason. And maybe that's what Vegas represents Vegas, Oakland, the last couple of weeks there, maybe prioritizing that playing your best football going into the postseason. Right. Cause, cause you know, it certainly sounded like we were given the impression. This is something that mattered to the club. Right. Um, Darren, if the club finishes with those results that you just listed, draw loss, loss, draw, or something similar, we will not be hosting a postseason game at right. Torero stadium. If that happens, it's going to cost you a home playoff game. Yeah. That, that is clearly not the goal there. Uh, finding the right 11. I think lately what it's looked like, is Conway and Toomey starting together up front, combined 17 goals this season. I think that's your duo up front. Bodily and Perez, obviously, out wide. That's been their roles consistently. They've earned it. They're your best options out there. In the middle, Adams, Corona, Martin would be my guess. We've seen Gita the last couple of matches, but we've also seen Corona um, take a few hits lately, so maybe you're just getting him ready. Um, and then the back three technically but really it's four with coke guzman stoneman martin um and then clearly coke is going to be your keeper um compose season time that's the way it's shaping up i think it's important we can play the audio let's do that let's play the audio from landon donovan we asked him a couple of weeks ago how sd loyal plans to make sure that they're actually operating at their best level at this time of the year so something people need to remember about it's mostly in my my experience this level we have a number of guys who you guys think of as longtime professionals who have only been real pros for two or three years. And so understanding how to manage your body, get through a 34-game season plus playoff games is a skill. 
that you have to develop. So Colin Martin's a good example, right? So Colin Martin comes to us at, as a 24 or five year old and you think, okay, he's 25. Of course he's had a lot of experience. He's had a, he was never a real pro who played every week until he got to us. So it's taken him two or three years to learn how to manage his body, how to manage minutes, how to take care of himself off the field. Alejandro Guido, same thing, right? Until he got to us, he was never a real pro. And so that's part of being at this level is that maybe talent-wise, they have MLS quality, but until you can do it over and over and over and over during a year and over and over during season after season after season, are you a real pro? And so that's something we've had to help our guys learn and understand. So guys like that now, they felt the loss in San Antonio. They felt the loss against Oakland last year, and they know what it means at the end of the year to be really good and to go through those experiences. Unfortunately, we didn't get them as mature players, all of them, so we've had to help guide them to that point. But we feel, of course, we have some young, inexperienced players, but now we feel like we have enough guys who have been through enough experiences that they can help us. Adrian Perez is another example. Very talented, one of the best wingbacks in the league, but he's never played. He's played 40 total pro games before he came to us as a 26-year-old. 40 total pro games, right? Blake Bodily, the same. Very good player, but he hasn't played a lot of soccer games in his life. So you have to teach them how to do that. And until you experience it, it's really hard. We can talk about it all day, but you have to feel it and experience it before you can be successful at it. Does it feel like the season's success will be determined on whether or not Loyal can figure out playing their best soccer at the right time? Partially, yes, but I also think if we need to find the best 11 that work together. And I think we're close because I think in the last few months the oc game was not good um memphis game last weekend was a hard loss to swallow but we played well loud and we played very well the road trip actually we played very well in those four games and so we're getting closer and closer and closer to understanding what the best 11 is and then who are the right guys that can help us off the bench and once you get to that give those guys a run of games i think we have a real chance Okay, so Landon referenced a few players there, Darren. Colin Martin, Alejandro Guido. He referenced Adrian Perez and Blake Bodily. The overall theme there being these are players that you consider to be really, really good, and we've seen them now for a few years with the club. Perez obviously doesn't, I guess, list, fall into that court category, but Colin Martin does, Guido does, Blake Bodily does. They're also still learning how to be professionals. They haven't exactly played 30 plus matches year in and year out for long periods of time. There are flashes where they look MLS quality, but part of being an MLS player is being available and doing it consistently. Um, so I think there are players like Colin Martin, like Guido, uh, like Blake Bodily, who are learning how to build up enough strength um, and to manage it during the course of the season to make sure you have enough left in the tank at the very end when these when everything matters at all, you're kind of defined by these final matches. So um, it's great to be great early on in the year and in the middle stretch, but if your tank runs empty rather quick, then you're never going to finish where you want to finish. So that's my big takeaway. You've had a few years now for a lot of these players with SD loyal. So enough time to learn enough time to grow. And hopefully this year there is the payoff. Yeah, and, and interesting, too, how you manage this heading down the stretch because, you know, your your best starting 11 isn't exactly – I don't know that it's 
exactly what we would have thought when we started the year, right? Like with Joe Benny Corona coming in off the bench against Charleston and Ronaldo coming in off the bench against Charleston and Guido, you know, who's been able to give you about a consistent 45, 50, maybe 60 minutes. So, you know, managing those minutes, I think the other takeaway from Landon a couple of weeks ago, Jordan, when we were at Lucia Capital was managing 34 matches in a regular season is a real thing, you know, like managing and, and not to compare it to baseball as I'm sort of transitioning my day job out of baseball into, into, you know, different sports, but you know, you just can't like, you can't manage every one of those games. Like, like your whole entire season depends on it, but you know, being able to, to have fresh legs for somebody like Guido to have fresh legs, knowing how important Charlie Adams was, who was clearly the best player that loyal had this past weekend against Charleston, in my opinion, to be able to manage those minutes and manage those legs and also keep everybody fresh and rotated as you're you're heading down the home stretch here to me is really an interesting part of Nate Miller and his coaching staff's job. You know, making sure that that like we said last week, hearing Nate talk about Ronaldo that that year that he was so outstanding for Orange County, he really really turned it on late. How do you flip that switch for him? How do you get Ronaldo reminding everybody of the Ronaldo that he was in Orange County, who was such a threat, who was the, you know, the the MVP of the postseason that year for Orange County. Like, those are the tricks. If you knew the answer to it, well, you know, it would be, it would be pretty easy. But even this past weekend, I think that's why Nate didn't seem to, we've seen him post-game, especially after lackluster type performances. Like I said, the Charleston won a very forgettable match for me. We're just recording a couple of days later and I've already forgotten most of the details, but being able to flip those guys and get those guys. It's a lot of SD loyal pub ale. Maybe that was it. You know, maybe, maybe like we, we discussed last week, maybe that was such a crushable beer that I crushed too many of them. But you know, even that, that being said, like, you know, these are, these are minutes that matter and how you manage them for guys like Charlie and Joe and Guido and Colin making sure that, you know, there is as good as can be, you know, some of these younger guys, like, like an Adrian Perez to me, seems like got a guy, you can go out there running for 90 each match. He's got so much energy. It's kind of crazy, right? Toomey sort of fits into that category as well, but we know what's happened when this team's gone into the postseason and it's been missing one or two key pieces just hasn't looked like the same club. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I think, I think the players off the bench, if you have Do- uh, Ronaldo available off the bench and you're bringing a guy like Alejandro Guido off the bench come postseason time, I think that's a really good option. I think you're in a really good position. Other guys available as well. I know I'm not going to go through and name the entire bench, but those two really stand out to me as having immediate options off the bench if you're looking, searching for a goal in the postseason. So, so you, you think Toomey and Conway, for you, are your best two starting forwards? I think... That's what we've seen consistently. Yeah. And if it's going to be something else, argue. then then we need to start seeing those two playing together because I don't want that to be a new thing um, come playoff time. Obviously, they train together. Obviously, they work together more than just what's happening in the game. But I would imagine that's the tell. That's at least for me. That's what it looks like to me. Um, but those are really good options. You have Toomey and Conway. You have Conway, who has 10 goals this year, leads the team, and you have Toomey, who's your all-time leading scorer. Those are two really good options. And then if you have Ronaldo coming off the bench, I mean, that's that's lightning in a bottle right there. So that's yep. good. I like yeah. it. Yeah, could be. Could be a secret weapon there. Hopefully uh, hopefully that's a role here that's, that's suitable to him. 
on loan. And Guido, midfield, bodily, Adams, Guido, or Corona, Charlie, Adrian Perez? My guess is Corona. Bodily Adams, Corona, Martin, Perez would be my guess. Mm -hmm. Guzman, Stoman, Martin, and hopefully Moon back at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't know about Moon. And um... Riley, hopefully. Right. Yeah. I'm with you. I mean, there's there's definitely Intrigues some options been part there. of the story, unfortunately, for SD Loyal this season. It's a uh, other clubs deal with it, but it doesn't change the fact that it's still part of the story for SD Loyal this year. Hopefully, you avoid stuff here down the final seven because this is when you want to be getting healthy, you want to be gearing up, and you want to be playing extremely well. But yeah, up next, Jordan I like our is... chances. I feel good about where we are. Yeah, I think so too. Again, like I said, maybe maybe Nate was just putting on a little bit of a good face, but you know, I I did sort of think that he's like, yeah, yeah, I got it. We're good. I think we're okay. We'll be fine. Even though we just started a, a three match away trip through Charleston, which was probably not easy travel, getting set for Louisville, which is coming up this weekend at four thirty p.m. on Saturday. I want to say that's the sixteenth. I think I have that right. And, uh, of course, if you want to head on out there and you want to go and enjoy uh, yourself with a couple of SD Loyal supporters, Jordan, we can talk about the watch party, which is going to be at the Holding Company, presented by Tequila Coralejo. So that's upcoming 4.30 Saturday afternoon and uh, should be a lot of fun. Like I said, I I found there to be uh, a lot of enjoyment just being around people as, as often as you can especially hitting the final seven here with only a couple of regular season matches to go at Torero stadium. Uh, like I said, it, it, you know, there's this, this bittersweetness to these kind of get togethers to these gatherings, but I, I certainly am enjoying and cherishing the time and the opportunity to, to be around fellow supporters and watching this. Yes. Let's celebrate and let's celebrate together down the stretch. That is the goal. Um, Darren, we'll talk again next week. We'll continue to tell the story of SD loyal Again, congratulations to Ricardo. We love him, and we wish him nothing but the best. Also, congratulations to Travis. We'll spend more time on Travis later. Don't feel slighted, Travis. Mm -hmm. Don't feel slighted. We didn't spend a lot of time on you. We'll get to you, mister. By the way, one more thing that we have to promote before we wrap it up, Jordan, would be the, uh, the foot golf tournament upcoming this Saturday as well. Yes. I don't know if you're a foot golf player. I know you're a good golfer. I don't know if you're, and you're a good soccer player. I don't know if I'm you're a good, a good foot golf player. player. Not a good yes, soccer player. No, I've no. seen you play in a celebrity tournament at, at the arena. Lucky I didn't pull an Aaron Rodgers in that game. <laughs> uh, but if you want to go, check out the SD Loyal website, sdloyal.com. There is a foot golf tournament upcoming this Saturday. They would love to have you there. I think there are still some spots available, but you can get all the details online at sdloyal.com. I do like to golf. All right, Darren. See you soon. Peace. Put your values in action by doing your banking with Blue Peak Credit Union, a purpose-driven financial institution. Learn more at bluepeak.com, official credit union of San Diego Loyal. Must meet membership and account criteria. Blue Peak? Blue Peak.